Welcome to Jonas and Kovner's Healthcare Delivery in the United States, 12th edition, Chapter 6 podcast, Public Health, a Transformation for the 21st Century. This chapter was written by Dr. Laura C. Leviton, Dr. Paul L. Kainert, and Catherine E. Wurr. Dr. Laura C. Leviton is Senior Advisor for Evaluation at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and was a Professor of Public Health at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Paul L. Kainert, a pediatric nurse practitioner and doctor of nursing practice, is associate vice president of Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and was a founder and later CEO of Community Response, Inc. Catherine E. Wurr is senior program officer at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, who focuses on nurturing early childhood development and health across the lifespan. What would you guess was the most lethal event of the 20th century? Was it World War I? which claimed about 17 million lives, or perhaps World War II, with an even higher death toll of 60 million. In fact, the deadliest occurrence of the 20th century was very likely the pandemic of Spanish flu that occurred in three waves just after the First World War. This worldwide public health disaster may have been responsible for as many deaths as both world wars combined. Half a billion people were infected, which is more than a quarter of the world's population at the time, and somewhere between 50 and 100 million people died. The origin of the virus that caused the Spanish flu is unknown, though several theories have been proposed implicating France, the United States, and China. What does seem certain is that the disease's rapid spread around the world to Europe, America, China, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and even Japan and Peru was aided first by the proximity of troops fighting in the trenches of France, which sped transmission, and second by the flu's survivors traveling home, both on leave and at the end of the war, who brought the virus with them. Relatively slow ships and trains carried these troops. Add today's passenger airlines to the picture, however, and you have the means to transport a virus around the world in a day. Global health monitoring and communication systems exist now that were unheard of a century ago, and new vaccines are under continual development. But modern communities also face contributing factors like urban crowding and poverty, the effects of climate change and drug-resistance infections thanks to the overuse of antibiotics. A recent study by the Trust for America's Health found that 28 states in the United States were underprepared to protect their citizens from the health threats of communicable diseases. This chapter will focus on current advances in and challenges to public health. Public health focuses on entire populations and the design of policies, systems, services, and environments to achieve not just the absence of disease, but a collective sense of well-being. The chapter begins by contrasting prevention-oriented and treatment-oriented healthcare and explains why a healthy population is in the public interest. It outlines state, federal, tribal, and local authority for developing public health laws, regulations, and services, and how the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act of 2010 has addressed prevention in public health. The chapter concludes by looking at the various social, economic, and political forces that are transforming public health today. Public health activity accounts for as little as 3% of national spending, Yet we know that more spending per capita will lead to fewer preventable deaths. Healthcare professionals increasingly recognize that the industry needs to adopt a more coherent and comprehensive approach than the diffusion of responsibility that currently characterizes the practice of public health. Longstanding social and legislative factors account for the scattershot approach. At the same time, practitioners at the social and community level can work together to improve an entire population's health. The task is even more urgent if we accept that public health is a human right and that addressing the social and economic disparities in healthcare 
offers a means of achieving social justice. As the chapter authors write, the government cannot do it all. To learn more about the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 and 1919, read A Deadly Touch of Flu in The Economist of September 29, 2018. This chapter podcast for Jonas and Kovner's Healthcare Delivery in the United States, 12th edition, is copyrighted by Springer Publishing Company, LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs>